Hello and welcome to this podcast from jfm.co. This week on the About You podcast, we are shedding light on the responsibility to the environment. This podcast is supported by our platinum sponsor, Diani Reef Beach Resort and Spa, located in Diani. Diani Reef Resort and Spa, nice people, taking care of nice people. It's not our tell. It's a way of life beyond the boundaries of taste with multi-cuisine dining outlets, bars and well-appointed rooms, promising nothing but the ultimate holiday experience. For bookings and more information, log on to their website on www.dianireef.com. Diani Reef Beach Resort and Spa, going anywhere, starts here. There's a phone that is buzzing. Uh, Kelly, that, is that you? You could as well just... I don't think so. I put do not disturb on mine, oh. so I hope that's not. But I, I can have... switch it off if that makes it easier. No, you can just place it uh, on oh. the next seat. Hmm? Yeah, just, just right there. Yeah, that will do. Okay. <clears throat> there are winners and there are losers and there are people who haven't discovered how to win. All they need is some insight, a plan of action to make some adjustments to open up to a whole future for themselves to live. Um, and this actually builds in into access to unlimited power, basically. And by so doing is thinking of something you want to do for you that is real for you, that is important for you, and today, ladies and gentlemen, late no, gents and lady, <laughs> um, we are graced with a special someone, Kelly and Martin. And here, this is the part where now there are imaginary people clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Kelly, to Thank the podcast. You. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. Karibu sana. And where do you come from? Which is your, uh, like your mother country? My mother country is in England, uh, from oh. Coventry. Oh, really? Oh. What's your take on Brexit? Oh, terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I was watching a documentary about the same. I was, it was quite interesting. I think the way the world is going right now, we're, to- we're talking about Brexit, which is the milder, the milder extreme of the extremes. Yeah. You yeah. have, like, Trump. You have like Brazil have had this president. Yeah, the new pe- the, 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 yeah, yeah. the current president is awful. Like, and I'm just and so, and the world where it's going right now is horrifying. Yeah, and I think to myself, and everyone has to take a side. Apparently, I, I think it will yeah. get better. <laughs> what? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're taking sides? No, uh, by having leaders who are as strong as such guys. Mm. Yeah. Be better for the world. We're, we're living in. I think we're living in a world right now. I think, in a, in a way, I think in the long term, it's probably a good thing because yeah. we're going to have. It's showing the world. This is what you want. This is what it delivers. Yeah, um, sadly. You wanted Trump. Let's see what Trump mm, does. And yeah. we're now looking at what he does, and it's awful. Mm. And I think to myself, like it's maybe that's what we need. People need to start opening their eyes because if you want mm. something to be good, you have to work hard. No one wants to mm. work hard. They just want to have a scapegoat. They yeah. want to blame somebody for something. And, you know, but you see, even in, in the, there is a philosophy called uh, the concept of entropy, yeah. mm-hmm. which basically says that uh, as we progress forward in any way, either as a business, as a nation, as even energy, basic energy, you progress towards destruction. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, always. 
Mm. Progress will always get up towards destruction. And it's drawn from uh, physics, basically. When you start a fire right here, mm -hmm. a lot of energy will be, will be emitted from here. Mm. But as it goes further, this will be diminished. Mm. And so is development. And so actually they are saying that is the biggest challenge for any CEO right now is running a business. They have to understand, in the end, that is where they are headed. That's the ultimate and, uh, end. Yeah, and that is the biggest challenge. On, or, you know, what managers should be looking towards addressing. That's mm. scary. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but then again, being aware of it uh, makes things a bit... Gives you an edge in terms of strategic positioning. Because the, the, if you look at America right now, what Trump is doing basically... Mm. Is this leader who is not afraid to show people that things can get Actually, worse. they say he's the realest of all leaders out there. And people are making similarities of him being an African president in America. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I think what what is has been hard for, for me to stomach is that mm. people no longer uh, listen to facts. Yeah. You know, the Thank science yeah. and the facts. No yeah. one's listening to that. Everyone, Everyone is opinionated. Yeah. And what, like, he, he, he made a comment in an interview was like, have you read about climate change? Yeah, but I don't know if I believe it. Why, why are we educating people to be scientists and to go down that mm. route if we're not going to believe mm. what they're telling us? Mm. What, we don't like it? Well, mm. you know, there's a lot of things we don't like. But mm. We have to accept it's happening, mm. you know? Mm. And that's what's scary right now. Everyone uh, has an opinion yeah. and thinks they're an expert when they're not, you know? <laughs> Actually, the less qualified they are on that subject, the more they feel qualified. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk about this. <laughs> Jay, that reminds me of... There's a phrase you usually use, and you're mostly of, like, people advising you on business and never started a business, something like that. I can't quite Government official. <laughs> And one of the things they do is actually this is what they do. Team up. Someone has been employed for by the government for 10 to 15 years, and they are telling you, if you want to be successful, entrepreneurship is the way. Mm -hmm. This guy, very saying so, has had the benefit of having an income for 10 years. Mm -hmm. If business was the way, you had an advantage whereby you can raise capital big enough for you to quit the job to create room and, for and these lead young as an example. Come into yeah. government. So that you can progress to yeah. entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. But they don't take that step. Mm -hmm. Is it not, not even take? They, it's an option. It's off the table. Is it a political kind of statement? Politi being politically right it's, it's or whatever. Actually, political. It's more or less the same thing as giving opinion on thing, things that you're not qualified about. Mm, yeah. The masses, if I may. Mm. There he goes with the masses <laughs> talk. He has this. <laughs> philosophy of masses and makes more sense. Um, I think this is a point where now we need to start, um, is it baking the cake and asking a simple question like, why do you do what you do? Ah, see, I'm going to try and not ramble on too much because I can talk about it yeah. for a long time. No, it's okay. It's okay. This is the place to, this is the place to talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think personally what it all comes down to is, is, is I was raised with, you know, it's sort of very simple, raised with animals in the house. I was raised with, um, you know, my family will always open the door to people. And so we had a very open family. We had animals. We had, you already have that love from very young. I had no idea at a young age about uh, serious conservation issues, serious social issues that are going on. 
But the first thing I had was a love and a care for it. So when you start having that kind of empathy and that passion, you, anybody, you don't have to go into that role of working in that area, but you'll automatically be drawn towards it and drawn towards those issues. So it's, it's simply down to, I just really enjoyed the subject. I just enjoyed learning about it. And that, you know, when you start learning and the more you get involved, then you want to then make a difference or try it in your own little way and make a difference. So I think that's probably the best way to For ask. instance, myself, I was raised with, you know, having animals around, basically a cat because, yeah, <laughs> cats, and I like cats. But it's quite different when it comes to you know, caring about the conservation, oh, no, being a cons... What's the word? Conserva- conservationist. Conservationist. Conservationist, that's the word. Um, yeah, and not so many people have this care for, you know, things that are not human beings, you know, mm-hmm. like the environment and animals and all that. And I don't know about you guys, but... I am a cat person, and that doesn't make me lonely <laughs> in any way. And, and it, it's not easy for people, most people generally, just to, you know, care so much about everything that surrounds them. And for me, like I told you earlier, it's, it's something very powerful, you know, and having that level of concern for everything around you and having, you know, that precise kind of interest to put things in a right kind of way in doing what you're doing. It's interesting you say that because I would see it in the other way. I think everyone has a role to play. And it doesn't necessarily mean you play the role in, in, in the path that I went down. I went down that path, and, and let's be honest here, because I'm rather privileged. This, this job isn't something you can do if you come from a poor background. Like, I'm not, I'm certainly not rich, don't get me wrong, but it's like... <laughs> and my partner always says to me, it's a rich man's game, what you're doing. And I'm not rich, but I'm, I've definitely had better opportunities than most. So that's why yeah. I do what I actually, do. Actually, just being aware of it, like, it's an avenue that you can pursue as a mm. career path. Th- that alone is something that most of us grew, growing up didn't know that uh, I could, there is a career that I could take in that line. You know, and yeah. we are not the only ones, mm-hmm. you know. I'm very sure if you went to, like, around the high schools in Kenya and ask uh, kids there, what would you like to be? A lawyer. Highly likely. <laughs> no one will mention being a conservative. Conservative what? <laughs> we need to get Conservative. Conservationist. Conservationist. I'm very much glad to answer it. I need to write that down. Conservationist. I want to say conservative. And I'm like, hey, that's so political. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the worst <laughs> You know, clearly the most uh, interesting thing, uh, my sister actually started uh, her internship at Colobus oh. uh, two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, and day one, day two, so fascinated with the monkeys, day two and day three, it's like, you know what, I think I'm really falling in love with this. She did uh, business information, uh, business administration, and she majored in finance and accounting. But she, okay, with uh, the internship, uh, she, she told me, how oh, I'm supposed to learn about uh, conservation. I need to take people around for a tour, so I need to learn about the primates and all. So I'm like, yeah, that's some skills, new skills you have to acquire. And right now she feels she has, like she's taken up a huge, like, 
a responsibility towards conservation. She right now she has fallen in love with the primates. She's careful like what's happening. Like yesterday she was telling me um she was in a tuk-tuk and this guy didn't want to uh give her uh, a primate. Uh, it was a, a, a troop of baboons, uh, a troop mm. of no yeah, baboons. Yeah, they were, yeah. So this guy didn't want to stop and let yeah. them pass. And she was so furious that she had to stop. You have to stop and let them pass. You know, she was so, uh, to the point, the driver was like, okay, this is too serious. The driver stopped. <laughs> I, I completely yeah, get Yeah, same exactly. Same way people eat dogs for no reason. Yeah. You know, yeah. you see a dog walking by its you know, own and you're like... I saw yeah. this pic on social media where there was this dog that was hit by a car and then there were small puppies. The mom is dead. And they're there still suckling. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was emotional. It was like, and the caption was, they have family too. Yeah. And that's what, I think that's what captures a lot of people. I, I worked in South Africa for a while, and um, they have a big problem there. Very different to Kenya. They have a very much shoot and kill um, what? culture. In the sense of, you know, they have for hunting there. Mm. Um, and so a farmer will very much just go out and kill wild animals that interfere with his farm. But one thing that always surprised me is that they may kill a baboon, but if they find a baby, they can't, they don't have the heart to do it. Because when it comes mm. to the baby, suddenly it's like... Innocence. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. They, they know this baby's going to grow up and do the same things that they've just killed the mother wow. for doing. But they'd always bring it to the centre I worked at. Mm. And so people always, you know, the people don't do these things because they're horrible people. They do it because... They have to. They're trying to hold their livelihoods. Like it's, it's a difficult. It's if you've got to protect your farm to mm. feed your family, you'll do it. You'll do it. And do you know this? The one language that uh, animals know is love. Mm. You know that. Ooh. Explain that, Rufus. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how they behave. Uh, you've been around primates, huh? and uh, my sister was telling me that. Uh, do you know? The prim- like if uh, in a scenario, um, one of the babies has lost the mother, they actually go ahead and adopt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. and that's what we do with the human beings. No, 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 no. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Because I've There's seen adoption. dogs do that. Like they send the hand. I don't know away the small. What are they called? That's because actually like the root of the family or the runt, they you know the the smallest one. Mm. Yeah, the, yeah. Because mm. a dog and a cat can coexist so peacefully, mm-hmm. you know. I think it's like a stereotype whether we, we human being after like a dog should not be a friend to a cat or something. I have no idea, but they can exist peacefully. And you, I think we're living in an age right now where we can record a lot more. We have so much media. We have our phones. We can just get out and record. And we're now witnessing so much of this going on in the world. This is going on for centuries. This is not a new thing. Yeah. But yeah. we are able to record it now. I mean, what was the, there was that amazing clip of the lion who killed, again, go back to baboons, killed a yeah. baboon and then protected the baby baboon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you see... so. You know, and then when people start seeing this and they're exposed to this, they suddenly think like, "Wow, these animals that they know love, they, they understand love, love. they, they are feeling, feelings, yeah, they yeah, have feeling compassion. compassion, yeah." And that's what starts drawing people in, like, "Oh, actually, maybe, maybe we need to start thinking about this differently." <laughs> Do you think uh, yeah. we human beings uh, don't want to take responsibility in regard to the uh, the things around us and yeah, the surrounding? Mm. Yeah, 
because you g- growing up you had uh, it's something you s- you, gr- you grew up seeing around you know with the animals and all to a point where you know this is the part that I'm going mm-hmm. and I'm going to leave um UK <laughs> yeah go to Africa see how the, you know and it's been seven years now probably there are people like seven w- w- some of them look at it like crazy you know but as for you you're okay with it this is you normal. are happy this is so normal this is, I, I, I think uh, I You've find made it hard a to culture, understand actually. is why why not more people are doing it like, yeah, 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 that's yeah, one thing yeah. I can't get my head yeah. around mm. I'm not saying you go and you live somewhere mm. but go and experience it yeah it's true um, and I think you know there's a, and I'm terrible at remembering names and and the exact wording of quotes. But there's an amazing saying, and it's uh, quite an old philosopher, and he says basically, bigotry, uh, racism, homophobia, whatever you want to call it, is completely, ignorance is completely killed by travel. Because when people start traveling, they are exposed and they realize how wrong they were. Ah. And I just loved it. Like, I just had so much fun. So is it, is, is it about the jazz and the music culture? It's about, I think, culture. Oh. I think having people around you. And then there were situations as well you'd be in and you, you'd be like, oh, is this, is this okay? Like, am I, <laughs> is this safe? And then yeah, you realize yeah. everyone around you is just so lovely and welcoming. Mm. Like, oh, well. Okay. They're doing it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I can only imagine. But Malawi also was very beautiful. Malawi, Malawi was a fun place to be as well. But Malawi was the first country in Africa I'd ever been to. So for me, like coming, stepping off the plane, mm. that was my first, Big, like, you know, I'm in Africa. Like, oh. And, you know, you have all these silly fears that you have because there's such... The media in like UK doesn't put Africa in the best of lights. Yeah, that's you know? it. Yeah. So in your head, you fear all this stuff, and when you step on the plane, you feel like, ah, oh, that's ridiculous. This mm, place is like yeah, everything. It's, it's fine. Like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, and the the capital city of Malawi is very underdeveloped because it's quite a poor country. Mm, mm. So then in my head, that's how like mm. capital cities were in Africa. Mm. And then I came to Nairobi. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a completely yeah. different yeah. place. You because know? there's that perception of uh, people saying, when you, you know, the advertisement that uh, on TV, mm-hmm. a poor kid having fly on the eye. And, and, and yes. you're like, why can't that kid get that fly off that eye? You know? <laughs> and the kid is just there, thin, skinny, you know, poor, desperate, you know. But that's not the case when you come to Africa and, oh, you know, no. and experience and see the people, you know, living she's their She's African life. now, but... She is. Come on, for so crying out loud, she's living on a and, and tree of life. Tree. Like, it's simple as that. Like, <laughs> that's quite interesting, man. Uh, actually, I, I, I like what you, what you brought out, especially about... Um, being homophobic. Eh? Yeah. It's always a big sign. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, actually, I managed to go and watch that movie. Piri uh, Piri's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a last minute kind of decision. But what was that? On Friday. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. I nearly went and I ended up not going. Actually, <laughs> I nearly went. I, I nearly went and I was like, last minute. Oh, okay. I will yeah. download it and watch. I heard it's a very good movie. I do want to see it, but I haven't seen it yeah. yet. I, I have it's no idea what the, you guys are talking it about. It was a fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, that is just one part of his life. He made a lot of great music. Mm-hmm. You know, he was able to go out there and be himself. Mm-hmm. But most importantly... 
uh, that's not what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> what I wanted to talk about is a conversation that I came across on Twitter earlier today, which was very, very interesting. And they were talking about um, if, as a man, you allow your lady to, you know, to... If you entertain Arnold play in any way, mm. does that make you gay? Oh yeah. I see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there's this joke. There's this joke. Wait, Jay. There's this joke. A friend of mine uh, made, and he was like, um, "When my girl touches my bum, I'll just pretend I haven't, you know, so that I wait and see how far she'll go with the thing, and then next time I'll be sleeping next to her, pushing my bum next to her, like." <laughs> That's a way of him communicating that what happened to what you did yesterday, how about now, you know? And it was like... And, and you see, even from what he's saying, that no man will, will be able to say it openly. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, and, and it was a very interesting discussion because, <laughs> you know, people were there trying to say, oh, that's gay. No, it's only gay if I'm attracted to... Men. Men, mm. you know? And actually, the discussion was quite interesting. They went ahead and talked about straps. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you allow oh. your girlfriend to I made this, for you? I, I made this terrible joke uh, when I was in university and just the other day El Nino uh, actually reminded me of that joke <laughs> and there was this girl that I had a crush on oh man, I can't say the name because probably she, <laughs> she's listening and she's married now and I said, if she would I, why did I say that? <laughs> if she, because I wanted to take it to a level that it's almost next to impossible. So I said, I knew we couldn't be an item or something like that. So I said, if she would touch my bum, I will let her. Okay, I know, but innocently, kind of jokingly. Yes, but in in an environment where you can't pull gay jokes, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone takes it serious, but at the same time, they know this is a joke. Uh Actually, I don't think it's... People don't take it that much. People are just afraid of judgment. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if I say that I would entertain that, then people would be like, ah, this nigga be gay. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, more often than not, they just like... Yeah. People just are afraid of being judged. That's it. It's, it's, but it's, deep down, I'm very... Because actually, they went ahead and did a poll on the same. A poll? Yeah, and 66% what? of the men who voted were inclined towards <laughs> But if you have to the four men, it's totally different, you know. No one wants to admit to yeah, it, you know. Yeah, 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 66%. <laughs> Well, I can and, and, and I would like to assume that the, the, the thirty-four percent that is was wasn't gay. Were was you a, part of the people who took, you know, the poll? And what was your vote? What did you vote for? <laughs> Show me the result. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was my vote. You know, normally a poll normally has like that. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Show me the Goodness, <laughs> this is interesting. <laughs> You said you, there's something that you did want to ask uh, Kelly uh, before you talked of um, the poll and all that. Yeah, when it comes to anything that is controversial, people are more afraid of what other people think, you know, or so much so that they cannot even state their own positions. If you provide a platform where they be, whereby they can communicate what they want anonymously, you'll be surprised, mm-hmm. you know, and especially here in Africa and more so on subjects like sexuality. Even in some cases, um, anything that is extreme in, in one way or the other, people will always tend to play safe. You know, until you start the conversation with them and mm-hmm. maybe you make them feel like you belong together in terms of 
uh, your perspectives are aligned, that is, on such matters, then they feel like they can open up. But then until so, they will always be afraid. So until you come out as a leader and start the conversation, I, I think you saw one of my status just yeah. the other day. Yeah, it simply builds on the same concept. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Jay, don't we have a responsibility to ourselves first of all before other people? Why should it be an issue of one trying to make a stand? For instance, you Kelly has this affection and love for animals and con- conservation and all yeah. that. You have interest in other subjects as well. As well why should it be my? Why should it be your responsibility to care about what I think? about what you're doing and you, you see in most cases when i'm more concerned about what you think about me is because i'm not uh, i'm not um how do i put it i'm not comfortable with myself mm, you're not being real. i'm not truthful to myself you know that's why you find people like uh, if for example if kelly if i don't know you imagine person <laughs> but the fact that you can just come and pursue your interests, mm. you know, and say this is what I'm going to do, just being aware of that and committing to it 100% shows that uh, this, this is the life I'm chosen. I'll be, I'll take this route, I'll go down this route, and I'll be able to face any challenges that come with it. That is a very key part when you're, you know, when it comes to self-discovery, which again uh, leads to how responsible you're going to be in every other field. Because uh, if you look at... Uh, if let's say you, you're not aware of who you are, mm. you know, you won't be responsible to your own self. Mm. You know, you'll end up being worried about, I will not lose Rufus if I do A, B, C, and D. Mm. You know, if Rufus thinks of me as a queer person, mm. that's mm. not good. You know, it may, it may damage my reputation. Your, your political yeah. connects. It may, yeah, it may, <laughs> yeah, political image and all that, mm. you know. I have a question, Kelly, Mm -hmm. in light of what he's saying. Was there a point in time maybe you felt, ah, am I doing the right thing? Is this really what I want to do the rest of my life? Um, I don't want to look, you know, you know, yeah. I have to say at the moment, I still feel like I'm very much developing my career and I'm still still learning a lot about what Mm. I'm doing. Mm. At this stage, no. Mm. But what I would certainly say, and it kind of reminds me, I'm reading a book at the moment, and like I said, I'm not very good with remembering <laughs> things, but it's, the ha- it's called it's The okay. History of the Happy Valley. So everyone knows about Happy Valley yeah. in like the 40s and, you know, basically white mm. mischief and all that. Mm. But what this book is quite interesting is that there's a gentleman who's kind of like the guide for this lady who's going around and learning about the history. Mm. He comes from a family in the middle of, you know, a village, and from a young age, he just fell in love with the colobus monkey in the mm. area. He fell in love with the forest. Mm. He was an outcast to his family. His family mm. were like, you are, we don't understand you. Mm. Why You're do a weirdo. you care? You're a weirdo. Like, who cares if we cut down the forest? Mm. Yet he stood his ground and he carried on. That is your hero right there. You know, I didn't come from a, a, a background where people were resisted of what I wanted to do. But anyone who can has got resistance, especially when it's family, because family yeah. or your family. And it goes back to what you're saying about being gay. Mm. You know, if your family, I come from a very fortunate family. If I turn around and said I'm gay, my family would be like, fine. It's okay. It's cool. It's cool. You're yourself lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know I am. And, 
And this is the, and you know, men, like, I, I believe his name was Solomon, and he is, he fights for what he believes in despite what everyone says. Like, he even had, like, there's part of the book where he said his um, house was burnt down by his older brother because they didn't want him on the land. Yet he still opens up these tree nurseries and he still is going around looking at the colobus monkey. And so you, you, you realise that, you know, it's... That is someone who's very powerful because, put it this way, would I have pursued the career I have if my family were against it? I don't know. I may have, but I don't know, mm. you know? I didn't have to fight that before. So, you know, we have to put things in perspective as well of, of people's backgrounds and what they have to go through themselves, you know? Speaking, speaking of books, this guy is reading a very interesting book. Rufus, if you allow me to talk about this. <laughs> Who? What? What's uh, the name of the it's book? Called, uh, it's by Malcolm Gladwell. The book is What the Dog Saw. What the Dog Saw. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> most... Okay, if you are... Since you're into conservation, mm -hmm. you probably know Cesar Milan. Cesar Milan yes. is a, you know the dog him. whisperer. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> the dog whisperer. That's where, he, um, that's where Malcolm Gladwell got the topic from. Um, Cesar Milan come down the angriest, the most vicious animal. Mm -hmm. This guy will has a way to discern what the animal actually is going through. Yes. So, yeah, it's a gift. So uh, he came across uh, one vicious dog, and Cesar Milan was able to calm it down so well. So people were fascinated. So everyone, everyone was asking a question, what, what do you see? Mm -hmm. What do you see? What do you see in a dog? You know? But no one has ever asked what the dog saw. Yeah. So you what know. did the dog? Yeah, like, so if only we could see things differently mm -hmm. from the dog's perspective, perhaps, you know? And that would, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a term for it. So it's a, a huge term because humans will often invoke human feelings onto an animal. Exactly. Because that's the only way we can understand them. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So a dog wags its tail, mm. it must be happy. Because with human beings, uh, there's something called the other mind. Uh, for a kid, let's say, uh, f three, four, five years old, um, they want to play with you. Probably they want to watch their favorite cartoon with you. Mm -hmm. They think, since that's their favorite cartoon, they also think that's your favorite mm -hmm. cartoon. It's in their mind. So they would understand why it's not even your favorite cartoon. Mm -hmm. And we carry that along even in our adulthood. That's why we are always like, why can't you do this? Mm -hmm. yeah, like, you want someone to do it the way you think. Yeah, because you, you think that's why. always... Yeah, exactly. So if we just do away with the other mind mentality where... Mm -hmm. What you think is not what I think, and you should, it's not a matter that you should do what I think. It's in my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Law of relativity yet again. It's so true. It's, it's, it's fascinating because even when you're studying animals, and I had to go for a long period where you do research and you're mm -hmm. studying behavior, is one thing we're always made aware of is that anthropomorphize, I hope I'm saying that right, anthropomorphize <laughs> <laughs> animals <laughs> because... You don't truly know, mm. um, and we and we think we know what's going through an animal's mind, but we don't know. Um, and you can do the best judgment. Like at the end of the day, we know a dog is happy because it wags its tail because of the behaviour surrounding it mm. wagging its tail. It's not aggressive. It wants attention. Mm. It's like you know licking you, or mm. so we know that we were pretty certain that means it's happy. Mm. However. We could be completely wrong. Maybe mm. he's trying to tell us something we yeah, don't know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fascinating, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you need a dog whisperer 
basically to tell you like <laughs> no he's saying a eh, not b <laughs> even even the dog whisperer doesn't well does the do- i don't know whether sizamila knows what the dog sees in him i have no idea <laughs> that's what question i should ask if i meet him if he has like i think with with him he it's all about persona and it's how you like is it's how you I can't figure the word how you put yourself on. So he's very calming. Yeah. He's confident. Mind you, it's not only a dog. Mm-hmm. Any animal. Yeah. Even he has a way like a he, he has a way like uh the last time he he was in front of um, a rhino and this rhino was charging and there's a way he just bowed down and what? And he was a like rhino. yeah. He's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to him you're like yeah, you have to just uh submit to him he was submitting and tell him like can i come into your environment because them animals are territorial so the rhino was like this is my territory you're coming so he was asking Caesar was asking permission to to you go think if you did the same the rhino would have stopped if you did he, the same he, he tells you that's why he, he, he actually tells you like yo go ahead and try it you know to him he's he's so quick to discern sorry rofus he he asked you would you have done the same would no. the rhino would have responded <laughs> no, that no never no and but that's what, what that, it was that, each that, time he yeah. gets asked the same question and he tells people uh animals know no love as a language like that's one thing they know yeah, yeah. so and, actually, and they do they do feel same way we talk feel, of energy they have that yeah, energy yeah, exactly. so exactly. they yeah they are position the seven, the, the seven astral plays yeah there is those which are universal so if you can be able to hack uh, the one that connects with animals maybe you can be able to communicate with them in a way that no other person can be able to to do so if maybe there are people will be very good with trees and maybe they've hacked the astral plane that connects human beings to that element of nature that is the plants mm. maybe the ocean and that goes back to what we were discussing earlier before we started recording even mm. the the fire then all yeah. those things that the bender yeah. water bender factors yeah and it, maybe it's a big science actually and so, just Kelly to, Kelly you've dealt with uh, with primates and not only primates but they uh, since colobus is no longer colobus trust but it's a colobal colobus conservation <laughs> yes you guys rebranded huh? mm-hmm. while you were there and yeah right now you're into marine huh? marine yes yeah you're now into but, marine but more education side M- yeah more education side so it's mm. all um so there's a fantastic project coming up with we're working with marine education so i'm not a marine biologist by f- any stretch of the imagination. So for me this is a completely different field. But what the certain connection is is the conservation element. Um is the conservation issues and and this is the thing everyone works very much separately. Um but it's all connected. Even when we talk about humanitarian issues, mm. why do we have a conservation issue because overpopulation? Why do we have overpopulation because of healthcare education? So it, when you look at the whole thing, they're all connected. So I I really enjoy working in the area even though it's not monkeys mm. and I do love my <laughs> monkeys because that's kind of where I studied but it's certainly it's all the same mm. how we impact the ocean is how it's going to have an impact on the forest how we impact the forest going to impact the people you know in, so bottom in, line we have to take responsibility for yeah. Yeah. our yeah Rufus, I was I, sharing mm. this, sorry 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 mm. sorry so sharing this with you and she mentioned something so I I I, I think I'll forget it <laughs> 
if you walk down the so-called third best beach destination in Africa, which is Diani, mm-hmm. they are no longer leading beach destination. Leading beach destination. Mm. We we no longer have those small shells, no. seashells. Yes. We've been collecting and I don't know putting them in our houses for so long that the ocean no longer provides that. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I've been sharing this. Okay, I'm not a conservationist, but I've always asked myself like I no longer see that. So I can only imagine my grandkids, if I have any, well, that is, <laughs> my grandkids. Not enjoying what I did when I was a kid, mm. you know. Then we no longer have shells on the on the seashore. It is so true, and it's funny you say that because, in fact, my partner says the exact same thing. He's born and raised in Kenya, and he used to come on holiday down the coast. And he said, like when I was younger, there were shells everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. I remember. And so I don't have that knowledge because I haven't been here for that long, but. He he even brought out, and he's not a conservation at all, conservationist, sorry, and. And the thing is, we we are over-exploiting, over-using everything, and we can still develop, we can still um, improve our lives, but we are just over-exploiting. Like, and it's not necessarily places like Africa. You look at the US and the UK, we the wastage of food each year, each day is 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 heartbreaking and you know there is plenty of resources we have enough in the world to actually supply everybody but it's so it's 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 in little patches and and so how can you and this is the big thing and this is one thing I'm always very careful of especially being a, you know a foreigner in a African country I'm always very aware of this for the simple being is who am I on earth to come over and say this is how things should be done I come from a country where we've completely destroyed our natural resources. We are completely exploiting everything. But we are, you know, good healthcare, good education. You know, I'm very lucky. Everyone deserves that. But it's finding a way how we can get there without ruining everything. You know, there is a way. Um, And if we work together, instead of these single little podules that we end up doing, we could achieve it. We can. Like, I really believe in that. We can. Don't ask me how. <laughs> we can. That's not where I want it. It's all about taking ownership. That, it's all about taking ownership. Uh, part of the discussion, the how. Yeah, mm-hmm. taking ownership, actually. Mm-hmm. So how can we do this, guys? Like, like I, I'm not uh, as, as... I try to be in good terms with nature as much as possible, but I'm not into that field, actually, a lot. What field are so you basically, in? So <laughs> I'm into... <laughs> <laughs> What are you complimenting on now that you're saying? You, you no, having said that, I'll just say one thing. Eh? Mm-hmm. When it comes to nature and uh, animals and everything, you have a responsibility as a human being to ensure that you're, you're kind to nature. You know, you're kind to nature, basically, mm-hmm. and nothing can be, can be said further from that. It's just basic uh, courtesy. You know, it's, it's expected of every human being. Mm-hmm. But uh, the question, back to the question you asked about how. Um, I think there is a lot of data that has been done on the same, mm-hmm. yeah, and it could be used to develop policy. But then again, the issue is not really much about policy. It's just about you, you people becoming aware of the importance of being, just being aware of what is expected of mm-hmm. them. 
you know, that enough will be sufficient. We don't need laws to govern how we deal with nature, no. We just need people to be acting in absolute good faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and that, mean, that reminds me, Rufus just the other day was talking about how the hotels in Diani, how they were placed, how they were built. You realize even the sewage is not going to the sea as such. Mm, okay. Am I right? Yeah, you'll, most of the time you'll realize I, that... I don't work in the sewage department. I wouldn't. <laughs> you'll realize <laughs> uh -huh. they, are, they are, what are they called, pits, I don't know. They're outside. Actually, when they overfill, mm. and then there are cars that come, and take that them. out and empty, you know, compared to what has been the trend, you know, pushing everything to the sea. Mm -hmm. You know, I see, I've seen that growing up in Mombasa County. Yeah. Sorry for the Mombasa County listeners, but that's what I experienced when I was a kid. But they are working to rectify yes. that. Yes, actually they are working, they're really trying into making Mombasa look beautiful, um, reclaiming land mm -hmm. that, you know, was used for dumping stuff. But I think Kwale, Jay, you, you, you meet these people. Some of them are your friends. I don't know, I don't know what... Kwale County is doing in light of the dumping site in, in Mwabungo. You know we have a dumping site in Mwabungo. Yeah, yes, I am aware. I was working with the plastics project. Definitely yeah. aware of the same. How, so far, how is it? I don't know itself? how much progress they've made in regard to the same. Mm. But um, I just hope that they're doing something towards finding a long-lasting mm. solution. But that was a brilliant idea in light of picking everything up and, you know, re recycling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the funny thing is we have um, the cleanest village in, in Kwale, Mwakamba, Apa. There's no single plastic anything you'll find, not even a straw oh, wow. that was used 30 years ago. It's so clean, and the village itself, the villagers rather, they actually have this plan to, they actually have a plan that they are working towards, um, conserving the mangrove forest. Um, and funny enough, these are not old guys doing this. They're pretty young guys, but done with class eight, form four, you know, now to, before them, you know, working for themselves, they work for the community by, you know, preserving the environment, you know, keeping the village clean, educating the villagers about the same, and they are pitching to South Coast residents just to support them, you know, in doing this, sending the message out there. And I feel these are the kind of people that, you know, perhaps your program can mm -hmm. engage with and see how best they can educate other people within the community because some of them are influencers within the community. Okay. Kelly, uh, I have a question. Mm -hmm. How do, where does Koloba's uh, conservation get uh, their resources from? From, well, several, I mean, I haven't now been with them. We're very good, I help them often. Um, when I was there, it's, it's from several, several avenues. So you have... Um, is, it, is it... No, basically what I'm trying to understand is, mm -hmm. is it... Do you generate your own income or do you rely on donor funds? See, it's... it's, uh, it's income. It, the income is more... Is, 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 you've got your grant writing, you have your donations, you have a volunteer program. Now, there's several avenues that they get the money from. Okay. So it probably taps into several yeah, actually different... Actually, that, that, that basically explains why there is little take-up mm -hmm. on the same field uh, when it comes to conservation, because when people are growing up, like the kids and even our own parents, mm -hmm. you know, if something 
the line of income of revenue generation is not clear. Mm-hmm. No one wants to lead their kids toward the same direction. No. You know? And that is the challenge. That is the challenge. It's basically. not profitable. It's not... Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, people don't... We have so many problems that we are dealing with. We have to deal with buying food. Uh, a lot of... So many issues. So many, you know, uh, items that require financial mm-hmm. input, financial support. So much so that we cannot be thinking of putting no. effort towards an, an a project or rather a path mm-hmm. that is not clear on income generation. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that somehow explains why most of us Kenyans have not been able to maybe head that way. We are not even aware of it. We we don't even practice. It's a, as once as the president once said, it's an issue. It's an, an issue. <laughs> yeah. But that makes complete sense. There was, as if there's many theories, and one theory is if you can, if you've got a, a roof over your head, if you've got food in your stomach, and you've got you're healthy, then you're open to other um, avenues of, of of support like conservation. If you haven't got those three things that we take for granted, why on earth are you going to protect the tree outside or the animals around you? Um, and so you know the, the actual if you really want to solve this problem you need to solve poverty you need to solve uh, people issues because people the people I spoke you know when I go out and speak to people they're not against wildlife or conservation in fact they're the most the cha- they champion it like mm. you were saying about your mm. fili- the yeah. village yeah. they do champion it but you know they may not have the facilities resources or the mm. knowledge to to do much more than and then say they want to so you're, I mean, the village you're talking about would be fantastic. I mean, I would, it sounds amazing what yeah, they're doing. And yeah. they need to be, they, those are the people that they're need champions, to... They're champions, you know. Exactly. They yeah. need, people need to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Need to see this village doing that. And mm-hmm. maybe, you know, they're the ones that are going to be pushing other people to do the same. Mm-hmm. They'll pass it down to their peers, mm-hmm. to their, uh, yeah, to the next of their generation coming. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up in and coming to the south of side of Kenya. It was the only place I knew of having so many palm trees. Mm. The only place currently with only the little palm trees we have is Kasi. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you came in and you are in Ngombeni to um, I Center to Kombani, mm-hmm. then that entire place was filled with nothing but Palm trees, palm trees all through Tiwi. Tiwi. Oh, wow. It was yeah. beautiful. I remember growing up. Like, I used to enjoy yeah. riding down Just the watching highway. the countryside, looking at yeah. the palm trees. Just like it was... And during that time, guess what, Rufus? I mm. uh, used to listen to... I don't know who sang the song. Country Road. <laughs> yeah, I never sure. I don't know the song. <laughs> to the place. I, I thought I was a country boy or something. <laughs> now in, yeah, Texas and all that. But it was so beautiful. And now I just realized that we only have Gassi. Mm. And I love what the old men in Gassi are doing. Actually, they, they've created a, a council. Okay. And in that council, you cannot cut any tree down if you're not going to plant five more. You know, And they have the power. They actually work with the forest department mm-hmm. Into arresting whoever is cutting down trees, and that includes the palm trees, that include any other tree that is, um, you know, under the law protected, and 
and one of the laws that this council has is basically you have to get grant in terms of permission from the council first of all and identify what trees you're going to actually work with mm -hmm. you know they will want to know how many you're going to you know harvest and how many you're going to plant and they will dictate how many you should plant if you're cutting only one mm -hmm. and in that they say we are the protectors of this property. So there are, there are a number of uh, issues that are saying maybe some the entire land in Gassi belongs to the president and all that, but despite all that politics, but they're still working towards preserving what the little that they already have. Mm -hmm. And for me, that when I had that was was interesting because they took it up as their responsibility to preserve the same. And incentivize yeah, almost yeah, to... Yeah. It's um, see, it's, it's it's incredibly important because it's it's. I think people think the issue is too big to handle. Yeah. So when you get told about certain things, like oh, that's oh, I can't deal with that. That's too big. Like the plastics in the oceans, yeah. the deforestation that's going on, it's not necessarily happening in front of you, and it's not my problem. Mm. And we're not, you know. Last thing I want is is the whole whole thing of doing education programs in conservation is not to turn everybody into these eco yeah, warriors. Champions. Not at all. Mm. Go and do pursue your career, pursue what you want to do in life, but just have that awareness. Mm. Just be aware that you're impacting, and it's the impact. We have to. We go back to like media. Like the most powerful people in the world who are mm. doing the most damage have the most power on our media and mm. what we learn. So that we need to be aware that you see what's going on in front of you mm. and you don't have to become a conservationist as mm. such. You just mm. need to... Every decision needs to be aware of, mm. of the impact you're going to have. Mm. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing. A while back, I came across... A, it's, a, it's a short video clip of this woman. She's a monk. She shows a no, not a, not... Okay, not... I don't know, she's not a monk, but they are into... A spiritual leader? Yeah. Because she was dressed like the way monks are dressed, mm. I don't remember. She's she's she, she's a professor or something. Okay, okay. But this what really stood out when she said uh, regarding um, Mother Nature. Mm -hmm. She said um, Mother Nature has always survived. Mm. Is she? Yeah, so true. Yeah. Same way mothers have a way of surviving, you know, so Mother Nature has always survived. We've been brutal, we've done everything to Mother Nature, but Mother Nature has always survived. That is years. because we are still living. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the near future, we are all going to be dead. <laughs> and there will be no one to make that statement, especially if you don't <laughs> take care of the fish. I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is... I mean, the environment, yeah. not fish. Yeah, the environment, <laughs> yeah. That is why, yeah, and by that, yeah. So we come, we destroy the environment, we die, we leave it to another generation comes, does mm -hmm. the same. Yeah. Nature finds its way to, of just yeah, to keep yeah, on, you yeah, know, to yeah. push on as much as we, we are pushing it to the wall, you know. But, but a time will come when nature will be cruel on us. Band. It's right now. Yeah, yeah time, yeah, time yeah. is coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when nature is going to be cruel on us yeah. and we will not be able to Rufus survive. Is giving people time. Yeah. Right now we're living in an age where the ice exactly, is but, melting. But we don't see it. We don't feel it. You know, well, that's why. What do you expect with a president okay. like Trump? 
I want you to come to Trump. It's the reason why uh, global warming doesn't make sense to Trump, right? What is it? To all you know? presidents. Yeah, to exactly. All presidents. Yeah, to all, to all the presidents. That's why they're like a millimeter of what? Oh, come on. That is after, you know? Yeah. But it's happening. Yeah. It's, it's real. Yeah. But, you know? but you see, Rufus, the challenge is uh, mm. uh, with politicians across the globe, basically. Politicians are people who create problems and pretend to find solutions for them. Yes. <laughs> it's their yeah. job. It's so, <laughs> so they didn't create uh, these... Uh, they do not understand these um, conservation thing and uh, the world... Uh, what do you call it? Global warming yeah. thing. They, they do not understand that. So they can't even thing. pretend to be creating solutions for it. And people actually are bashing Trump for saying that uh, he thinks global warming is an, an issue. We are I'm bashing damn him. sure <laughs> if you go to Asia and African presidents, those guys do not care, neither do they understand. After later, Trump can talk about it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm very certain people like Magufuli, that is the last thing they would be thinking of, global warming. Why, why the, why the fuck guess... should they even think about it? Why should that be an issue? See, and, 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 and that is very... I don't want to say it's risky because I don't want to pretend that I'm so much into conservation mm-hmm. myself. But the, thing is, <laughs> the truth is, I wouldn't blame these African presidents for but that. But they signed an agreement just the other day in Nairobi. The, the what is it called? Green economy. The blue yes. ocean. The blue yeah. ocean. Yeah, but but the fact is, just look at how, what is it that has been done so by far. The East African nations. See, unajua to harness, eh? to harness, to, to, to make even the blue economy environment more viable for business. And you cannot talk of making the blue economy um, viable without talking conservation. Proper, yeah. Because I think... And I, I think uh, Kelly will be able to guide us on this. I might be wrong. No, I, think, I, know, I don't think you're wrong at all. The that is concerned with matters of uh, conservation, environment, I'm very sure they do not even have stuff on, this, on, on the same field. No, I think, that, I, think, I think everyone knows what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But what, what needs to be done isn't easy. So it's easy to look at the alternative and these quick fix that it's like putting a plaster on on a wound and hoping it's going to heal. And we also have to look at like, and I I agree with these short terms for presidents, but if you have a a four-year term, you want to be successful in those four years. So when you look at conservation, there's no way you're, and how are you going to, solve conservation issues in, in four, four years, years you can. so yeah. why am I going to focus on that because you're not going to throw me back in for not doing anything mm. and the second thing is why you're talking about Trump and African leaders the difference is Trump is the forefront of the media right now and, and America as much as people might not like it is a powerful country that we all it's look at for yeah, guidance yeah, yeah. he's guiding us into this like you know if, if it's acceptable for the American president to do the things he's doing we can as well you know. everyone can do it you know so it's, it's for him yes he's not the worst by far he's not the worst president yeah, yeah. but he certainly is the president everyone's looking at mm. and that's scary like that's really scary <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, we can only hope for the best as but, individuals but, but, but we again, also jamal, have a responsibility you know but then again jamal you know um it's easy for us to cast blame elsewhere especially mm-hmm. to the political class and the business class but uh, if you come to your individual level, the yeah, question what should saying, be, yeah. what, what have I, I done doing, at my yeah. places of work, at my home? Mm-hmm. Have I done what is expected of me when it comes to environmental conservation? Mm. 
if you can answer positively to that question, then you have every moral authority mm-hmm. to cast blame elsewhere. Yes. But until yeah. then, you're just like the politicians. Don't throw stones yeah. in glass houses. Diani yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Definitely. laughs> has this green... Yeah, Diani Reef is among uh, some, of, uh, some of the hotels that have taken it up upon themselves. They have taken responsibility, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, to do away with the plastic straws, that's number one. And another thing, um, even the plastic bottles, they are the Defend forefront business. of making sure we're having clean beaches. Yeah, it's on the roll right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a roll. So like a politician. <laughs> He's a good politician. Yeah, because as a guy, we still have plastic bottles on the table, but... No, I think what Rufus is basically, and I agree with him, what he's basically saying is that um, in terms of eco ratings, the any uh, reef beach resort would score pretty well compared to other hotels along the coastal strip, you know, and that is very important because even if you look at the world, the tourism sector right now, mm-hmm. they've incorporated the element of eco ratings. Mm-hmm. How much do you score on environmental conservation, environmental uh, awareness? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is very important. And any, any hotel that is making progress towards that should be acknowledged and you know encouraged to stay the path. You know, to mm-hmm. set uh, the pace for the other hotels and restaurants in the industry to follow suit. This is what actually they mm-hmm. play just in their social media. Certificate of pledge. This is to certify that Diani Reef Beach Resort and Spa pledges to support UN environment's effort to create a plastic-free East African coastline. They hereby commit to remove all plastic straws, remove all plastic bottles with sustainable alternatives, educate and inspire their employees and guests to combat plastic revolutions. Yes. See, it's incredible. Plastic pollution, actually. And it's been really nice uh, for my time here is that you're seeing it a lot now, like um, mm. the Sands at Nomads. They are yeah, the Marines. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Actually, Sun are doing, they're also doing a fantastic job. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've eradicated straws. Mm. Uh, they only have paper yeah. straws now. Yeah, sure. They don't have plastic bottles, but they have glass bottle, bottles. Glass bottles, yeah. Uh, they reuse it's silly things like, you know, your, um, your cup... Uh, Mm-hmm. Matt. Yeah, yeah, Is that what you normally yeah. call it? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, made out of old recyclable scuba yeah. gear that yeah. they're not using anymore. Yeah. And it's just being a bit inventive. Um, and creative. And exactly. And it's for me, I mean, I personally love my coffee. Mm. Coffee for me, <laughs> I have to have like about three coffees to function a day. You two need mm. to be best of <laughs> But I it's like if I rush coffee. into a coffee shop mm. and I want to take away coffee because I want to go rush into work mm. often. I end up getting a paper cup with a plastic top. Yeah. yeah. And I think to myself, like, no, this is now what you know. Is mm. If you know that's what you like, mm. like, you then get yourself a, a cup, pl- yeah, a sure. recyclable cup that you take yeah. in every time. Yeah. And it sounds silly, but you're, you're helping. No, it you makes know. sense. You do a little yeah, bit yeah, sure. of time, you're helping. Yeah, you're helping. And there's, there's a few... Just taking responsibility. It's true. And yeah. there's a few established here. I'm not going to say names. They're good friends. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's a plastic straw every time they give me a drink. No. And I said, I understand that you not everyone can afford to go, because it's not cheap to go um, like zero waste mm. but at least ask people in the sense of don't give that straw to every customer yeah. if a customer asks for a straw you're going to signif- give 
significantly less straws away mm. by not giving them freely away. Mm. And yeah. you're still helping yeah. in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't a have A big to. way. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of giving 100 straws a day, you end up giving 10 straws a day. The, 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 that yeah. reminds and, me, and that when I was in Malindi, in Kilifi, where Balala, I think that was in 20, 2014, sorry, 20,000, really. 2014, and the Honorable Balala, we had this tourism thing that was happening in Malindi, where we were having a live periscope cover and something like that. And one of the organizations in Malindi was doing this total, total thing, you know. Mm-hmm. In Turtle Bay, yeah, yeah, now I remember. And they said something about these turtles. Kumbe, when these turtles, you know, swim or something like that, they drink, they eat plastics, mm-hmm. and they die. Not only turtles, even the fish. Oh, that's why you're talking about fish. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of fish, you know, yeah. fish have a lot of benefits to <laughs> human beings. Yeah, come yeah. on. <laughs> oh, and completely, and that's the thing, They've, there was a, um, a study that went out about over a month ago, and they tested humans all over the world, so variation of lives and cultures and so have it and every single person they tested had plastic in their system so we are poisoning ourselves basically and you know so if if people are not conservationists you don't have to be just look at the facts we are poisoning ourselves and that is if we want to look after ourselves we need to be more responsible it's what we give you yep. receive the same in return exactly it's, it's karma almost now and we go we mentioned mangroves earlier briefly mm. mangroves are incredibly important but not many people know about them mm. and they are home to over 60 percent of the fish that we eat yeah, yeah. yet we're destroying them over you know 60%. over 60 percent of the fish we eat live in mangroves at some point in their lives with no mangroves we lose 60 percent of the fish and what? and that doesn't impact on people necessarily as me, but you know, your local fishermen out there, you have a whole economy around fishing gone. It is already difficult to get fish just right here. Yes. The fishermen complain that Akuna Samaki, you know, mm. and, and uh, they, 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 you know, they camp two weeks, you know, yes, there's politics where the Chinese troners and all that, mm-hmm. Tanzanian fishermen. But still, it's all about conservation, you mm-hmm. know. And, wow, 60%. Is that what you do with the, where you are at right now? Actually, where you are? I'm marine, at the marine. At marine um, I'm in the Nomad Marine uh, Center. Where is it located? It's at Nomad. Uh, the sun's at Nomad Hotel. Mm. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's a small center that they initi- initiative from Nomads. They mm. wanted to kind of wow. have an education program mm. about marine, uh, marine conservation. How can we be part of it? Um, firstly, it's open for visitors. People can mm. come and visit the place. Um, and the it's big, free. That's the good news. It's free. We yeah. are open to donations, but we are. Yeah. It is free. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that part. <laughs> And, you know, it's, it's very new project, so mm. it's quite an exciting place to be with it. Mm. And my priority actually is the schools. We're working with teachers. We, in mm. fact, have several workshops mm. where the teachers have sat down and we've based the curriculum on what they've said. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're now rolling it out into local schools. And it's all about, again, like I said earlier, it's not about making people into these eco-warriors. Mm. It's about just making people aware. Mm. Aware. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Creating aware. awareness. Very important. Yeah, guys, we just have to wrap it up and say Asante Sana for today. So if you have parting shots, 
you know, like, are they called putting shots or is it putting uh, shots? That's so old school. Brief way of saying Asante Sam, like to what we have. I want to talk about responsibility. And uh, I think one of the things that we have to do as, as a people is to, I don't want to say take responsibility. Yes, yeah, But then again, that's the right statement for, for that <laughs> face. At the end of it all, you just say. No, that, that's the right statement actually for that face of my sentence. Mm. So basically, um, you know, you have to think in terms of your, 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 your mm. we're growing up. Mm-hmm. We, we are already grown-ups here, yeah, but we still got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. And most importantly is that you're going to have babies, kids who are going to come after us. Mm. And one of the most important things is for us as people, as uh, responsible people, responsible future parents, mm. responsible... Uh, Leaders, uncles, boyfriends. Uh, boyfriends, mm. players. <laughs> he didn't just say that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How, how, how is being a player being responsible? <laughs> Responsibly playing. Explain. <laughs> Ten marks. I, I meant beach football. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want my words to be used against in the near future. No, even 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 being a player in that sense, you know, mm. is there are a lot of. I know this would be controversial, yeah, but yeah. you know, I am I am a traditional African Africanist. Mm-hmm. I believe in polygamy, room for <laughs> as many women as possible. But basically, what I'm saying is, other than that, besides that, what I'm saying is, as we are growing up, we are going to be parents, yeah. and we should be we should create an environment whereby when our kids are growing up, when they need to make tough decisions, be it in matters conservation whatever area, they should just ask themselves, what would have dad done in such a situation? And by asking themselves that question, they should find a solution. It should lead them towards, you know, a a solution that is reliable for them. Mm -hmm. And if we can be able to package ourselves in such a way that people who grow up looking up to us, not only our kids, but any other person, the kids that you're going to be dealing with in schools, Mm -hmm. the teachers everywhere, you know, if they could if we could package ourselves to be able to, you know, for them to be able to ask themselves such questions in regard to what we would have done, I think mm-hmm. we'll have played a very huge role in moving ahead, not only in matters of conservation, but in every other field of the human life. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. funny though, Jay, you saying that because... Um, it's funny? It, yeah, because I was thinking the same thing. Actually, I had jotted it down, you know, oh, like yeah. then a few hours it's ago. Funny. You know, it's, it's, it's like coincidental. You know, funny, funny gives another meaning all It's together. just a phrase, <laughs> you know. Just but um, all, all the same, eh? um, what would you have done different if you, you know, if I were to like go back 10 years? Yeah, no, yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah. What would you have done different in terms of being responsible and, you know, conservation? I, I know this may sound a bit uh, conventional, mm. but I think I would prepare myself, I would align myself to make more money. Mm. You know, when you, <clears throat> what you need in Africa is responsible people who have resources. Mm. Right now we have people who, are, who have resources, but they actually don't care. I know. They, 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 yeah. they don't give mm. a hoot about anything yeah, or anyone. Yeah, you know, and 
if they were just just this much responsibility it would mean so much it would go a long way because you know we are the solutions to what we are facing the challenges that we are facing in Africa they're not going to be served by donor aid mm. Mm. you know if if that is going to be the case then it's not going to be sustainable mm. then we will have the generations coming after us and they'll be like damn our granddads our fathers they fucked up mm. what kind of men were they you know they would so it's 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 more of a moral obligation that we have not only to ourselves but to those who are coming after us mm. you know to make the right decisions not to, to set the right uh, pace mm. yeah oh, that's powerful to actually get smart well, that's what we need to do and, and that reminds me when remember the uh, MRC phase when people are like our granddads moved out and they had beach plots you had that um, you know yeah and now that's history yeah it's yeah. a shame you know actually what that means is the fathers the forefathers they had an opportunity of making this place beautiful more lucrative and all that but it's two way um but they didn't do that mm-hmm. actually they left it and they went um up a hill and all that but that also means that what are we doing right now mm-hmm. they planted all these trees they had a system actually it is being said that in the digo culture mm-hmm. there was a month that was very specific where people used to harvest uh, mangoes mm-hmm. coconut and if anyone saw you with that fruit they will punish you Okay. If if it's not a season for people to prune or to harvest mm-hmm. and you are there having this fruit, okay. it's against the laws within, you know, the Digo Carlston at that time, you yeah. know. But uh, what we're seeing right now is we are having scarcity in lemons by the way. Having mm. lemons right now mm-hmm. is very expensive. Yeah, it's lose weight. You, you <laughs> for people who want to lose weight. Lemons <laughs> go a long way. They do help in that. But people are harvesting even the unripe, you know, lemons, you know, and all that. And it's because the systems, the African systems that were there mm-hmm. are not being put into consideration right now. And that's a responsibility of us, you know, this generation, you know. And it's being said that millennials are very particular about a number of things even though people say nothing but bad things about millennials. Mm-hmm. But they're very particular about their way of thinking, what they are consuming. They care so much about their appearance and their image. Mm-hmm. And that means when they volunteer to do something like conservation, you had the story about Professor's sister. Mm-hmm very passionate and that's how they are They're extremely creative and very engaging if you give them room mm-hmm. to explore and i feel it's our responsibility and i appreciate the fact that um uh, sorry um, okay. no no no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, i'm trying to get the name of the place she's working right now i know the marine uh, center the marine center sorry that <laughs> nomad is interested in the center to work with young people mm-hmm. youth you know and infuse education in terms of not them being champions but being aware of the situation right now mm-hmm. like there no longer seashells mm-hmm. we can do something about it. no one is learning about um, butter trade how seashell was a big deal then mm-hmm. it was more of a form of currency yes. you know and 
it, there's need for us to have this kind of conversations with everyone out there and i appreciate you sharing all that with all matters to do with taking responsibilities uh we first have to stop blaming complaining uh, another thing uh, is um, it's all about taking ownership we, you realize whenever you have taken responsibility to do something uh it's like you're stepping into a a happy place like the way the the, the nomad uh, marine center has taken responsibility to create awareness um you guys are stepping into a happy place of uh, letting people know that you know what it's actually uh, it's actually a good thing it's actually a great thing not only now but uh to the ages to come yeah mm-hmm. kelly your parting shot sure um I very much enjoyed the session. Thank you for inviting oh, wow. me. Um I I have so much to say on the subject, but I think that the real important um we've talked about very important things like yeah. communication, yeah. awareness, mm. education. And I think that people need to stop seeing this as, as someone else is going to do it. Oh, yeah. No one else is going to do it. We need to do it. Um and it's not about drastically changing your lifestyle. It's not, you know, I think people envision these very hippy dippy mm. people who don't get to wear mm. nice clothes and <laughs> you know drink nice drinks. It's like no. It's just about being responsible and being aware and um taking steps to reduce your own impact because it's that it's that frustrating thing of with recycling when recycling came around like what's the point of me recycling no you know i'm just one person yeah but if everyone has that attitude then nothing's going to ever be done so there's just you know there's look at how and look at how we can reduce our um impact on the environment doesn't mean you can't buy the latest phone doesn't mean you mm. can't you know yeah. do the things you want to do mm. but maybe not buy 10 phones buy one yeah. <laughs> so that's sure. you know yeah but otherwise i think you know people need to educate themselves and it's interesting you know you don't have to learn about all the doom and gloom just learn about how beautiful nature is and then sure. you'll want to want to mm-hmm. protect it so <laughs> wow We love to have you over and over Kelly. <laughs> Honestly speaking. Well, just yeah. invite me, I will come back. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. Wait. Actually the yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say I would say imagine. Well, that's just fine. Just really fine. Yeah. Talking about all this we've covered in light of conservation, in light of what you're doing right now, and owning it up can be an added advantage to the institution mm-hmm. that you're working for mm-hmm. and everyone else out there because what you're doing is so unique and so powerful in a way that we would love if you would share the same with everyone out there now that we have this platform well i would love to <laughs> no very much so so yeah, yeah so we, we can discuss you have seen the platform <laughs> jfm is the platform yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah like yeah. i said it look it is a very very nice website and yeah, podcast so. as well yeah sure <laughs> Thank you so much. We'd love to partner with the Animarine Center. Oh, yeah. please. Yeah. That would yeah. be amazing. <laughs> You'll have to visit. Yeah, we yeah. have. Yeah. We, are, we are planning. We are planning. Yeah. Please we do. Want, yeah. and we want offer. people to tell <laughs> stories. Finish the sentence. And offer you country. That's our way of ending the podcast for today. And thank you so much. Thank and you. Remember this is about you. Podcast. This podcast is supported by our platinum sponsor, Diani Reef Beach Resort and Spa, located in Diani. Diani Reef Resort and Spa. Nice people taking care of nice people. It's not a hotel. 
is a way of life beyond the boundaries of taste with multi-cuisine dining outlets, bars and well-appointed rooms, promising nothing but the ultimate holiday experience. For bookings and more information, log on to their website on www.dianireef.com. Diani Reef Beach Resort and Spa. Going anywhere starts here.